0: conversation with a chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I want to take you into the kitchens of great restaurants so you can get the backstory to the food the chefs are putting up. Today's conversation comes from Christchurch where I chatted to Flip Greater. Flip is an impressive woman. She's an incredible singer-songwriter who has toured the world several times. She's produced four albums and an EP with one of those albums produced in Paris. She has two cookbooks under her belt. And with her husband, Youssef, has, perhaps most importantly, created a beautiful little daughter, but also a vegan deli and wine bar, greater goods by day and Pinot Cave by night. I've been looking at photos of her vegan treats on Instagram and couldn't wait to go in for a visit while I was in Christchurch. Flip poured me a glass of rosé, made up a beautiful deli board and delighted me with her story. So, let's start. You can maybe tell me about what you've got on your cheese board here. Well, this is just a small
1: selection of what we have in general. We've got um, our boursin, which is a cashew boursin, and we do three flavours of it. This one is the thyme and tarragon. Um, We've got a chèvre, a vegan chèvre. We've got a vegan blue and a vegan um, brie. This is our sopressa. So that's the spiciest
0: of our sausages. Um, and this is upstrummy. Yeah, and they're all vegan. Everything's it's, vegan. Uh, yeah. yeah, which is amazing because they look like cheese and they look like sausage. So... Yeah,
1: well they are cheese and sausage. <laughs> that's why they look like it. <laughs> True,
0: <good point>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're just trying to redefine what those things mean, what those words mean, you know? Because I think we get attached to the idea that, like, for for a long time, we've been making sausages and cheeses out of animal proteins, but that's not what those things are necessarily and now we're just looking at different proteins to do those same treatments to mm. you know, to spice something up, to cure it to smoke it to, um, to culture it yeah, just using different proteins, plant proteins
0: instead of animal proteins, yeah. that's all it is Did it take a lot of working out? to? Give, I mean you've been cooking for a long time and cooking yeah. amazing things and doing cookbooks and all those things the idea to open your own place and make—have you been making your own kinds of cheeses and, and sausage and that kind of thing prior to this, or is this there's a whole new thing? Not really. Not really.
1: Like I—I've dabbled. I've been vegan for like 23 years or something, but um, it wasn't until I guess four years ago or so when we moved back from Paris to Christchurch. And had, um, and had our daughter that I sort of started looking into more like the satans and stuff like that. I had made seitan before but I'd never really like explored the, all of the things that you could do with seitan. But I kind of finally, finally had time and a real kitchen to experiment with because you know for the last like ever I've been sort of touring yeah, and always always travelling, always touring and then living in Paris in a tiny kitchen and not having access to the things that I needed to like, um, to really explore vegan meats and cheeses. So I finally had all of that and, and access to amazing canterbury produce. So just started experimenting a lot more with lots of different things and the seitan stuff that I was making was a kind of a hit. So I started selling it on um, Facebook and it just sort of grew from there, and then we were like, maybe we should do a vegan butchery. I'm actually like fifth generation butcher because my whole family line is butchers. Yeah. Back from England, so it's um we just thought that could be a nice subversion of that <laughs> family yeah. history. Yeah. To kind of go, yeah, let's do a vegan butchery. Yeah. And then now it's expanded into a deli because you know because other things are yummy. Yeah.
0: But how many? I mean. That even, oh, it just astounds me. It looks amazing. And, and, and how, how long would it take, for example, to, like, how many goes did it take? Or, you know, are we talking months? Are we talking you just did a few batches and you got it right? Or what, how do you?
1: Um, well, I guess once I got the hang of seitan, usually when I do a new product, it's reasonably fast. Some products take longer than others to create. But I usually have a pretty clear idea in my head of the flavour profile that I want. And honestly, it has little to do with meat, because it's so long since I ate meat. Yeah, true. Also, when I was last eating meat, I was a child, so I can't even remember, i I barely, I've never had pastrami.
0: No.
1: I've never had sopresa, but I kind of, but I have a memory of, of meatiness and what that means, and I understand umami, and... Um, and I love smokiness, and I love umami. So I'm just kind of trying to create those flavours, um, and, and I'm, and I'm putting it into a form or a or a shape or a colour like the pastrami with beetroot, so that it does remind people of meat. And yes, it freaks people out. Yeah. And plenty of people say, why even mimic meat? Um, yeah. But the idea is to try to get more people eating plants, and it, people are attracted to meat, and people are attracted to what's familiar to them, um, and people, more and more people are turning plant-based or exploring plant-based eating, um, and it's not for re- it's
0: not because they don't like the taste of meat. No, that's right. And I, I mean, just talking to my friend Nikki over lunch, who's gone more vegan, and um, and she's experimenting with things because. She does like meat, but she's decided not, you know, she's not eating meat. So I guess there is that sort of bridging sometime. where you yeah. kind of, you know, and I think there's a, I was telling her about this uh, chef in Melbourne um, called Shannon Martinez who has, uh, has a place that does vegan... Um, Food, but she makes a lot of chorizo and so on because she's got Spanish background, and she she loves meat herself. She's got a big tattoo of a ham leg on her yeah, well. arm. But, but it's a vegan, you know, restaurant. And jelly, and your partner might be vegan, and so she wants people to to be able to enjoy what she really loves. Yeah, so kind of that sort of yeah. crossover. So yeah, I think we've got a long way to go, I guess. And bringing everyone over to veganism but maybe at the same time like
1: people don't need to necessarily convert entirely that's the idea is that people can dabble and people can taste these things and ideally at this moment in time these products can live alongside um the more traditional versions of these products yeah and then eventually these can replace um those products ideally for the planet but yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's about a slow progression and it's about showing people what plants are capable of, like what's actually, you know, what's, what's possible. And, you know, a lot of people are doing that in the lab these days. They're doing it with futuristic right. technologies. Whereas we are very old school in our approach. We, um, we're just making classic, you know, cheeses using um, cultures and, and f- we mostly do fresh cheeses and... Um, work with other cheesemakers that use cultures but um, we you know we do old techniques yeah just to plant protein instead of animal protein so we, seitan's a really ancient technique from china you know like and it's just like making a bread it's like making a spiced bread effectively true
0: yeah.
1: um, but a high protein mm. a high protein bread
0: yeah it is so delicious. That blue, it's really really yeah. good. It's quite creamy too, which is good.:
1: yeah. It's got co- it's a, it's a, it's got cocoa butter in it, mm. and wow.
0: um,
1: yeah, which mm. makes it really really creamy. And the brie, I love. You kind of bite into it, and it's almost cho- almost chocolatey, mm. almost sweet from the coconut,
0: um, and then it melts into a cheesy flavor in your mouth. Wow. So can you make things like, you know, macaroni cheese with these cheeses? Or well, they really are just, I mean, they're kind of cheese and cracker kind of cheeses. We don't make any cheddar. Um,
1: but we, we use some vegan cheddars and things like that because we love making comfort food in the cafe. So we do make things like mac and cheese and stuff. But what we, the closest we do, the only melty cheese that we do is a buffalo-style mozzarella. So we do a fresh mozzarella ball um, with cashew. And it's pretty awesome. Like it, That it's took a few amazing, tries yeah. to get the starches right and to get it melting in the way that we wanted it to. So it actually melts really beautifully and it's gooey and, and it has some stretch to it. Yeah. So that's really fun. That was a fun process. So where the stretch come? The stretch comes from starch? Or? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, various starches. So it's really cool. It's, um, it's been a really fun little ride like experimenting with all these things and we're still exploring we're really excited about the next stages and we're getting a smoker and um doing all sorts of different processes it's it's super fun yeah. it's a
0: super fun area to be playing on yeah for sure i've always i've always not to be fangirling you but um but a little bit i've always been so impressed with the way that you've um Struck out on your own adventure. Always, I think, from ever since I've been aware of you as a singer-songwriter, and um, and then when you decided to move to Paris, not speaking any French, and you're like, right, <laughs> I'm going to Paris to make an album, and I. And I didn't know you that well, but um, I met up with you in Paris and we had dinner at that vegetarian restaurant. I thought that was really cool. And that was really before I think Paris got too much into it. It was quite hard. I think oh, it must yeah. have been hard for you as a vegan. It's so much vegan easier now. Like I see online
1: like so many vegan places popping up all the time in Paris now, but God it was hard anything.
0: Yeah. And then but then all of those things that you put into place, like um, even your putting out a cookbook's a big deal because you have to um, you know, be vegan cookbook was, it? was um, it? It was fully vegetarian because
1: it had a lot of collected recipes. That both of my cookbooks were my own recipes as well as collected That's recipes right. from touring. So it was kind of conversation starters when I was on tour around nice. New Zealand or around the world of saying, you know, on stage I would say, I'm collecting recipes, come and talk to me afterwards, and people would come up and write down from memory their recipes or, you know, or, or they'd read about it in the paper and bring, bring along a recipe, yeah. uh, a family recipe or something. So it was a really cool way to connect with people, especially people that didn't, that I didn't share language with. Yeah. because um, everybody loves food. Yeah. So it was a really nice um, way to collect recipes but it took a lot of testing, a lot of work because some of them, as I say, were just from people's memories on the night after some wines. So there was a lot of um, adjustments and things being made. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd do it now though. Like I don't know, in my twenties I was definitely like,
0: yeah I'll do it. Yeah, maybe it's <laughs> like well, why can't I do it? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas just the, then just the right amount of entitlement. Yeah. <laughs> but then you probably couldn't have imagined having doing this kind of. business. no, no so, that's true. You know, it's sort of interesting, isn't it? How these I think all roads lead to. I have to. I don't think you end up where you are. But um, yeah, you know, meeting. <laughs> you do. I know, really it's inevitable. But meeting, I, I guess, meeting your husband and so yeah. on, who's also into hospitality, like it's, yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> he's to- He's massively into <laughs> hospitality,
1: and I probably would have just done like. I don't know. I think I might have probably ended up in food in some manner, but certainly not in not doing all the things that we're doing here. Um, Maybe the wholesale side of things I would have done, but but having an actual cafe and bar is definitely his his side of things. Mm. So it's a great partnership
0: because he's awesome at that. Yeah. Yeah. And... It feels as though Christchurch has been really embracing of what you've been doing here. Um, I mean, I've spoken to people. Cause I've I, come at like them. Yeah, and that, which is great. Yeah, it's really nice. I guess in the past, um, Christchurch has been a bit more conservative, perhaps, and it's... I mean, obviously, um, lots of things have opened up, and there's some really great restaurants and cafes as, as well. But I think, it's, obviously, it's all about timing as well, so... Yeah,
1: but, yeah. yeah and I... I mean, it is still a conservative place, ultimately, but um, I have felt super supported by Christchurch and, um, you know, both the plant-eating community as well as, like, the wider community that just like fine foods. Mm. And I think we've always pitched ourselves as a a fine food deli as opposed to a vegan place. Yeah. Um, And I think that makes it less scary for people. You know, people that are just and normal people in commerce. (laughs) You know, as opposed to just like um, activists and vegans and uh, people that are already converted. We don't need to turn vegans more vegan. No. That's not the point, no. (laughs) No. So it's about um, making this food seem approachable and and familiar. Mm. And just making a space that feels like you could feel comfortable. Our idea is to make a space that feels like... You, you can feel at home here whether you are, um, you know, a young person, a hippie, an older person having a, having a wine tasting, and like, just all these different parts of our community come together here, and it's actually awesome
0: to see, like, yeah. every ti- every demographic comes here. And, and that's right, it doesn't even have to be about about the fact that it's got vegan products, oh, it's no. just, it's a... It's a an establishment like it's a place. Totally, right? and most, you've done a great most job. of our customers are not. Yeah. based And um, Nikki was saying when she came, maybe must have been near the start. She said it was really different to the way it is now. So I feel like maybe you've been really clever and that you've slowly, you know, built it up and expanded. And, and yeah, that, done that was definitely um,
1: planned and all purposeful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I could say that it was, but actually we um, we just started. Doing, we just we just didn't know what we were doing at the start, really. We just, I, as I said, I was selling chorizo through the through Facebook, and then people wanted it, so we rented this tiny kitchen here, yeah. And it had a window in it, so I was like, <laughs> well, awful. I'll just start making some meats, and while I'm here, uh, and I'll sell them on Facebook or whatever, or maybe I'll make a website. So I made a website, <laughs> and then um, because of the window, people kept coming up to the window and asking for food. So I started making sandwiches uh, and selling them out the window, and then. Um, We put a table here and people would sit down and eat. So then I was like, oh, maybe we should do some coffee. So we'd plunge a coffee for a long time. (laughs) And then, um, you know, it's just grown very organically, every single step. So people, I think pretty much since we started, people could probably have come here week to week and seen major changes. So it's just been, yeah, it's been very organic growth and without any real real intention or budget. So that's why it's been kind of a bit at a time and sort of oh we'll we'll buy a table this week (laughs) and then next week maybe we'll buy a chair
0: yeah (laughs) you know that's good though yeah and it's eclectic as well
1: yeah and I mean ultimately it always it's always going to look unfinished to me because I've got ideas that we haven't realised yet but um, but it's nice to step back and look at where we came from um, a year ago because it is almost a year since we opened that tiny kitchen um, and think, wow, actually that was really
0: fast growth. <laughs> it is fast growth. And you've got I always I say Pinot Carve when I read <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I read yeah, it yeah. on the Instagram but it's probably but pinot see, cave. I, I think yeah, it's funny because
1: we were trying to come up with a name that sounded um, okay in English. Yeah. But I don't think that name sounds great in French. It's just that Pinot. P- Pino Pino car- <laughs> Pinot uh, okay. Cave. I wanted it to be called La Cave, but I thought people would call it La Cave, which I didn't like. Yeah. Um, it's tricky because you have to you have to know who's going to be saying the words. And I, <laughs> we, we chose Pinot because I, it was one of the only French
0: words that I thought all Kiwis would say right. But no, because <laughs> when I was waitressing in Miravale, you know, like, granted that's a while ago now... Um, <laughs> This girl said to me, um, one of the other waitresses. She's like, "Oh, someone on table seven—they've asked for a, a peanut noir." But that—if you're allergic to peanut peanuts, can you have that? It's like, what? Are for real? Like really? No, is a joke. But yeah, I have never heard that. I'm hoping that I never do <laughs> peanut peanut. Well, she might not even said noir. She probably said noia. Oh, who know, Noah. Oh, I don't know. No. Yeah. Mind you, I yeah, know I've got lots of stories of French and <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Not a man, when I was working at, um, at South City, South, was that called South City? Yeah, it's still called South Is City. It's called, yeah. still called South City. And um, I was in the French bakery when I was at, at university, and, um, and someone came in, this guy, and you know, people always ask for croissants and milly filly and whatever, so you know, filly. <laughs> there was one guy came and he said, Give us a quickie, love. And I was like, What? I don't think you're in the right place. And he wanted a quiche. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, not really.
1: But yeah. I'm totally renaming that. That's, that's a quickie from now on. It <laughs> no, was a quickie. Yeah, <laughs> we do quiche, we do a vegan quiches on I the and I'm now going to call it a quickie.
0: So yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you go for pastry? It's not that hard. I don't know why I ask these stupid questions because it's, it's, it's doable. If you can make if you can make this that that texture of what are we calling that astrami astrami Yeah, amazing. I don't know why am I saying it like I'm surprised It was, chew- it was chewy, it is chewy Yeah it's, it's chewy quite spicy, it's really delicious It's chewy and it's slightly sweet from the beetroot Yeah And, and um, you do a beet wellington as well Is that the same yeah. kind of It's a similar meat um, With a vegan pastry,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. god, wow
0: Yeah It's so delicious
1: It's got some good umami in it The simpressa mm. And it's yeah. the spiciest thing that we do so. Oh People that like spice really like
0: it. Yeah. I think I've eaten everything on the board now. <laughs> delicious. I think the blue is my favourite though. Blue and the balsami. Mm. That really is spicy. It keeps sort of increasing yep. intensity. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it
1: <laughs> Did you try the balsam? Yes. That's really good too. That was the original balsam that we did, but now we do a garlic and chive and a smoked garlic as well. I and mean, the smoked garlic's amazing you can like water it down and use it as a pasta sauce it tastes exactly like
0: a Cavanara. wow yeah it's crazy amazing good job and um and you're still singing I try yeah, yeah. do it's you do like something here or I did an EP release in here mm. yeah this is actually a great venue and I'm hoping to do some more shows over yeah, the summer yeah yeah, I can certainly sort of really imagine that. It's, yeah. So in summer, would you open? Do you open that up? Or? We do. Yeah, yeah. Any day that it's warm enough, even remotely warm enough, we open it up.
1: It's a totally different space with it open. It would be. Yeah. It's, it's a big roller door. <laughs> yeah. So this used to be a glass factory. Okay. Um, so that sort of explains a few things around. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's got a giant roller door. It rolls up and it, then it becomes like an indoor-outdoor space so when we do festivals and events will just kind of spill out which is really nice because then we've got this deck just before the outside so it's yeah. kind of like the deck flows into the outside Oh yeah. and then the deck ends up feeling a bit outside mm.
0: Yeah it's a bit outside with your little windows to the kitchen too, that's, that's a really, that's a lovely feature isn't it? That is a... Yeah. We were trying to, what we were gonna do is create a bunch of
1: facades to make like a Paris street scene. Oh, um, and we've kinda of done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we've got this great bocant well, next door. Yeah. You know, drunk and disorderly right next door and it's it's a really nice flow through to the building yeah. as well. And um yeah, it's and in the summer we still are gonna be doing some markets. We did a mushroom market and mushroom season in, in, in the summer. We've got some other, like, vegetable and um, fruit and wine and different festivals nice. coming up. So it works really well as an event space, especially with that open, and it, then
0: it does feel like a street. Yeah, nice. An indoor, out, outdoor thing. Perfect. Yeah. You've also yeah. been a really big um, advocate for mushrooms. I remember seeing at one stage lots of photos of mushrooms. Yeah, I'm a little bit obsessed. <laughs> what can it, what, so what are the mushrooms that are a local that you because you, you go out and forage them don't you yeah that's impressive Canterbury's got amazing mushrooms
1: okay yeah and that's what we wanted to do with the mushroom market was show like some of the incredible mushrooms you can get around here that people don't know about um, but yeah it's actually the, the foraging community is really growing and also the mushroom farmers uh, are really growing around here as well so yeah but I mean
0: Canterbury really is famous for porcini. okay Yeah, because it's so big, um, and like Melbourne makes a big deal of everything, you know, like when it's truffle season or it's mushroom season, and it's great because, you know, it's a city that can lend itself to every day is probably a new season, which is exciting, but um, I'm, I'm glad that that's, you're making that happen here as well, it makes, it's an awareness, isn't it, really? We like celebrating stuff. Yeah. Especially just like,
1: I've always loved the way that Europeans will have like a potato festival, it's all about celebrating potatoes. Yeah.
0: I'm into celebrating things. I don't. I think we don't celebrate enough in oh, yeah. TV culture. I agree. And maybe I, that's almost like you've got you've got a bit of Frenchiness in you right from the start because I think it is about. Um, I remember when I lived in France and, the, and yeah, these people went out mushroom hunting and they I think they had sap mushrooms or mm. yeah, quite chewy. Yeah, cep and, um, and porcini are the same. Oh, are they the same? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not realise that. How did I not know that? Porcini's... they're them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um. I okay. got... And they made this omelette with the mushrooms that they had gathered. And it's honestly the best thing I've ever eaten. Like, when people say, what's your most memorable meal, that is it. Wow. Uh, well, I was coming back on a train from Germany and it stopped on the tracks for a few hours. And so then by the time I arrived home and they cooked me the omelette, probably it <laughs> would have been really good. But it was so delicious and so earthy and savoury and delicious. And I just think, yeah, yeah. there's something about mushrooms.
1: Yeah, there is something about mushrooms. <laughs> And actually, like, they're almost creepy in their, in their structure, you know? Mushrooms are closer to humans, evolutionarily speaking, than they are to plants. Yeah. yeah. And why is
0: that?
1: As, in, as
0: in they require oxygen. Okay. Yeah. Um, got gills, I suppose. That's
1: yeah, they why. do. Yeah, they do. Um, they require oxygen as opposed to plants, which,
0: which don't, which emit oxygen. Okay. Mm. Wow, that is really interesting. I was reading, too, something about um, trees communicating with each other through fungi. Like. Yeah. yeah. And there was some, so they're almost like a conduit for yeah, yeah. Um, other plant communication.
1: Yeah. Mushrooms are definitely going to take over the world.
0: And plus, though... no doubt. They're
1: fun <laughs> just guy. just going to get yeah. uh, uh, smarter. <laughs> they're only going to
0: get smarter. Yeah.
1: Undoubtedly. <laughs> um,
0: Great, thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for sharing all this beautiful food with me too. Oh, I was going to ask you, and you mentioned off, off air, um, about the um, the fricken burger mm-hmm. and how you wanted to keep them. Like that was so delicious, and it really did taste a bit like. I mean, it's been a long time. I think I was very little when I last ate KFC because I just—it's disgusting. But um, yeah. <laughs> but I no, so I don't want to compare your <laughs> food to something disgusting because you—you've got like the, but it's that essence of crunchy deliciousness mm-hmm. with like this that really simple um, mayo and lettuce and bun. was perfect. Yeah, thanks. I, I
1: I was totally going for trying to. I was definitely trying to recreate my my memory of KFC. Mm. Obviously. PFC is disgusting, but it's disgusting for what it actually is. Yeah. As opposed to the, the pleasure centres that it hits in, in you.
0: It's <laughs> so true.
1: Yeah. So if you can hit those centres without the exploitation and you know, humours and shit don't <laughs> know, that people find in their burgers. Um, and it's all naturally made and, and whole food and locally made and handmade and all those things then there's no reason not to hit those pleasure centres.
0: You've been listening to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty, and thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to read the full transcript of the conversation, you can go to www.conversationwithachef.com or follow me on Instagram, so you'll always be up to date with the latest conversation.